Hey, yo, it's your boy Sam Duke. It's your man, Tim McHale. It's your boy, Warren P. And you're listening to another great episode of You, you Good, good bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all, welcome. Welcome to another great episode. Um, you know, world, world's going crazy. Um, <laughs> as as always, there's always something going on in the world. And, you know, I I, I don't know if y'all want to speak on and just saying RIP to my brother in Memphis that, that got killed by by the police. Um, that man got slaughtered. He, he got slaughtered by the police, and um, and I just hope that uh, I, I hope that we can stop doing this, stop having these type of conversations. Um, but uh, today, you know, I came in, you know, wanted to kind of get up, get my mind off of that because uh, I do feel like the 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 trauma that you get relating yourself to that situation is just. It, for me, it, it, it creates an anxiety that I don't want to feel right now. And and I will say to anyone that's listening to this, it's okay not to want to feel that way right now. It's, it is all right. Um, fellas, I, I had an experience this week. And it was, I mean, it was an experience in, 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 in reconnecting with someone that I, with, with a friend, that we, you know, that was real close to my family, real close to me, my brothers. We were real close to him and his brothers. You know, we it's been probably, I probably haven't seen him in 16 years. We still we say I say, we stay in the same area, you know, but it's just one of those things where, you know, it's one of the friends from from back in the day, you know. Mm. And and he called me on like a whim. It's he it, it called me on like Facebook Messenger or something, because you don't have my number. And well, he has it now, but he didn't have it at the time. And, you know, we had this conversation. It was great. Um, it was just good to, you know, to to speak to somebody that, that knew me as a child. You know, we was talking about things that we used to talk about as children. Um, but in that conversation, I think I could not. Uh, I could not overlook. Um. I cannot overlook the the cycle that I saw. Like I I've known him, I've known his his father, I've known his brothers, and I could not overlook the fact that his life, after talking to him, looked exactly like his father's life. Hmm. You know, after after all these years, and because I knew him, and because I knew. You know him you as a child, history. knew him growing up. I knew how he felt about his father. I knew how he felt about um, the life that he wanted to live after, you know, at, at once once being an adult. It, it, I can't lie. I came over like it, it made me sad to see, you know, that I mean it, to him. And, and I'm not speaking on what he thinks about his life. I'm just speaking on from a standpoint of what I recall. Yeah from an observational standpoint, him being my friend as a kid, understanding what he wanted out of life and then seeing what he, what he is. And, and I, I got off the phone and he wanted to talk to my brother and me and my brother was talking and I was just like, you know, he, he I was like, it's, uh, it's interesting to me. Um, it's it's interesting to me that uh that his life mirrored the the life of his father now his life mirrored the life of his father back then now mm-hmm. like to and and I'm not going to get too deep into into his personal but it was down to the t like to the letter man like talking about like how they work how they bring in their funding um mm. you know the way that he views life the way that he views society and and it was just like yo this is it, it to me it just spoke to the power of the cycle right like it's the cycle of life and yeah. it just got me to thinking bro like cycles are so powerful man i mean you making me think about it i mean it's it's it, that is the core of existence isn't it you know, you know, it's you pass down your genes, the environment stays the same. So the gene manipulation, activation or deactivation will be just the same. 
the only way you can change anything is you have to change the environment so that it activates a different system. Um, what's this, the, the stat is like 90% or, or more even uh, people born into poverty will definitely die in poverty and their children will be impoverished. So it's, it's, it's not uncommon that you start seeing patterns. You know, that's, you say cycles, science, we could say patterns. Like, yeah, yeah. like is it literally just going to follow the same back and forth um, unless you intentional. Um, that's kind of part of my psychoeducation and, and treat and addiction treatment. Like it's, you learn how to cope with world stress by watching your parents. And so you do those patterns as well. And thus, that's how you have the, you know, genetic predisposition for addiction as well as the behavioral. And then you end up being an addict just like your mom or dad or other family member that fell down that path. So it exists, it's real. Um, you know, ironically, it's real in my life. Uh, <laughs> I wanted a boy and girl just like I grew up as, and and a girl was older, and my sister's older than me. So it's like, isn't it interesting that yeah. I had that that kind of experience? And then um, even in marriage, I see some patterns similar to my parents' relationship. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing; it's mm -hmm. not necessarily a good thing, but I could see how one handles stressful situations and be like damn i remember i remember mom and dad talking like this or i remember my mom getting mad at my dad like this and, and reacting like that like it's you could pick if you pay attention it's real yeah it's also scary as fuck especially if you're yes. trying to be like your parents <laughs> yes <laughs> you'd be like wait a minute god damn it so i keep in the front of my mind what i experienced growing up so that i could you know, break the generational curse, if you will, or or break the pattern. So yeah, it's real. Does he recognize it? I mean, that's what I, I'm sorry. I, I haven't had the conversation. I think he, I think he does because I believe he's been coached. I believe in the way that he chooses to live his life, he was coached into that way. Because, for for instance, learning to live off the government is not an easy. Like I can't. I can tell you because I've been I've lived off the government for a little while, mm -hmm. but learning to live off the government in the fashion that he lives off the government, in my opinion, is a, a it's a taught thing. It's not oh, a yeah. well, sure, it's, yeah. it, it's not a uh, yeah. it's not something that's like oh yeah, I'm gonna grow up, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It's like no, literally, he was taught and he followed the pattern to the letter. Brother. What's like, what's the letter. what's his opinion of his father? I told you, like as a kid, he seemed as if he he did not want to follow that path. Okay, that's they, all, they, I mean, it was a contentious relationship. I've seen him physically fight. He got put out and stayed in my house for weeks. You know, like I would, I saw that growing up, and I, you know, I you you could say if I could pick which one would be not like their dad, this was yeah. the one. You get what I'm saying? The one that you would say, this is going to be the one that's going to be like, nah, I'm not doing this. I I can add to that because I, I've literally lived it, not with myself, but with my brother. Um, You know, we, we've discussed it on previous podcasts that, you know, both my brother and I had a very rocky relationship with my father after my mom passed. But my brother, it was apparent that those two you know, my brother more so like hated my dad, hated my father. If you were to say, hey, you acting like him, he'd be ready to fight you off top. But that old adage of you, you run away from being somebody so much that you end up eventually becoming them. And it wasn't until this past what year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. He kind of had that come to Jesus moment to realize like, yo, I am him because they hadn't talked for what? When I graduated 2009, they talked again in what, 2021 and even the graduation, you know, it was 
you could tell it was a lot of faking going on because mm-hmm. I had told them both, like, yeah, I'll cut up at my stuff because, you know, I was still talking to my dad. I was still talking to my brother. But, you no, know, I said, if y'all cut up at my graduation, like, yo, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's where we mm-hmm. at with it because it's Man. my day and y'all have y'all little issue, but y'all cut up at my shit. It's gonna, I'm fighting both of you. Like, and I don't know who I'm swinging on first. But going back to where we are now, it was things that I used to tell my brother, like, yo, dad does the same thing. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Nah, I ain't nothing like him. Like, nah, man, fuck you. How dare you compare me to that nigga? You know what he did to me and you. And I'm like, yeah, nigga, I know. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> you own the same shit as him. Couldn't mm. hear it. Couldn't hear it. And it was until some real shit happened in this life to whereas I wasn't talking to him. Another person in his life that was very special in his life stopped communicating with him. Mm. And now you alone with your thoughts and you isolated and you feel like the world against you. And this is, you know, his words to me is like, I, I really resented, you know, talking about me and, you know, his, his partner at the time and thinking y'all were against me. And I had to sit back and realize if the two people closest to me are both saying the same things about me, there's some, there has to be some validity to it. And for me, it was like, bro, I've been telling you this shit for years, but it ain't a, I told you so. It's a, the same thing that my dad put in you, it's in me. I just had, I was fortunate enough to realize it earlier and to work on those things. And I accepted that what is in him is in me. me. So Mm -hmm. I have to work on it. (laughs) You have to keep it in the front of your mind. That's right. Yeah, but it was like the fact that you ran away from it from all these years, you get to where you 38, 37, and it's just like, damn, it's just starting to click as opposed to you being receptive to that message. So with your mans that you ran into, I kind of probably feel it's the same way because in your mind, when you live in that life, man, fuck my dad, whatever, I ain't never going to be him. And you trying so hard and you don't even accept that a part of him is in you. So you don't ever get the chance to work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it speaks to how you fall into those cycles, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you, I always talk about the innate things that I see in my children that they may not even see in themselves. Like they, they, they even, not even just me and my children, the, the, the stuff I see my mom do that I see my children do. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just like you start to see that in eight aspects, eight attributes, there. and it's like you know. And, and I love the word. The reason I love the word cycle is because it just makes sense to me. I think of a wheel, and I think of momentum. You know, it's it, it once we we're living in life right now. We're we already have our momentum. We you see your parents do what they do, and you're living your life what they're doing is getting ingrained in you. And by the time you even realize it, like you said, you're, you are your parent. You right. you are speaking the way your mama spoke or your, your dad spoke. You, you are seeing your relationship kind of unfold in ways like, Oh, look. but Sam, you, one thing I need for everybody to acknowledge is that mm-hmm. your, your behaviors are actively being written into DNA. So, I'll give you an example. Um, growing up, my mom, she used to, when she was in deep thought or, well, yeah, definitely when she was in deep thought, let's just mm-hmm. keep it there. She used to, she would clasp her hands and just kind of just mess with her thumbs a little mm-hmm. bit and just, you know, fast forward, I'm a dad and my four-year-old No, it was actually, she was three. She was three years old when she started doing it. Literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it was so identical that my sister saw it and was almost brought to tears because she was, you know, because my sister, you know, my daughter looks like my a light skinned version of my mother. Let's put it like she does. A lot like recently. Yeah. So, but it's 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 uncanny to see her face and to see the same. Behavior. So if you catch her in the middle of something, I'd be like, what are you doing? She'd be like, um, <laughs> n- nothing. 
I don't know. Like she's thinking, yeah. thinking, thinking. And it's just like I said, I you have to be mindful of the fact that our behaviors are written into our DNA. And certain environmental factors were either activated or not. And that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the cycle continues. I like the, the visualization of a wheel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to keep the the family wheel going, you have to, you know, have to have kids and we protect that and we keep the wheel going. And then if, yeah. if God forbid the family, you know, you, the children pass before the parents and know the kids are born, that's that wheel is going to end. It's going to stop spinning. And that's what the human condition is, is that you want to keep your genetic code continuously being passed down. When you talk about eternal life, that's another way to look at it. Mm. You know, my, my genetic code came from somebody way before I existed, and mm. it is still alive today in me. And God willing, it will continue. You know, so just kind of, you know, govern yourselves accordingly in terms yeah. of behavior and everything else, because that stuff is being written into your genetic code that you're going to pass down. Okay. Well, speaking, I think now I'm thinking about myself. Like, okay, speaking of somebody like for me, <laughs> okay. who, who I think I've lived my life working to break the cycle. That's been a part of, I mean, I, I, it's I, documented. You know, we we we've, doc- <laughs> we've documented that. You can go listen to you know right. other parts of other podcasts, and hopefully one day I can bring my sister in to kind of talk about that. Um, now that we're recording on Saturdays, I think we'll, we'll be able to get her. But um, I think uh, living my life to break the cycle, but not allowing the pressure of trying to break the cycle to overwhelm me to you know to kind of. To, get me off of off a track or knock me off of what I'm trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. The idea that and it's funny because I get questions about this all the time. Like, how did you know you wanted to get married? How did you know you wanted to do this? How did you know Mm -hmm. you wanted to, you know, you know, be a father? How did you know, you know, that that's what you want out of life? And I was just like, you know, I I want it to I, my my goal is to break the cycle. I want it to do it and do it how it should be done, right? And mm-hmm. the way that I feel that it should be done for myself and for my life, right? And and then you 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 speak to people and they say, oh, it's just it's so hard, you know, it's so hard to to break that cycle. It's so hard to to not end up doing the things that you know my parents did because of you know that's what they know that's what they see that's what we we what we've encountered and for me you know I've I've had to continually say I had to continue to make choices that were it, it that were friction based choices I guess this is the best way I could put it mm. because it went against my nature I made choices. Oh, okay, let me went let me, against. Hold on, let me slow that. Are you yeah. saying, so, and, and correct me. What I'm hearing you say is, well, let me take it from. So you're saying somebody that says, you know what, Mama or Dad, it was a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a Rolling Stone, but they have an inclination, like they they find themselves oh, chasing. I, yeah. at, yes, but they have to go against what they desire to do in order to break. Oh, okay. It, it, it comes easy to me. You know, I connect right. with women easily. You know, I, I, I think I get that from my father. You know, I, I think I that, definitely, you know, I definitely get that from my brother. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> you, know, my, that's all, you, know, <laughs> you know what, let me stop. Let me stop. I, I def I can say that about my father for the male inclination. Yeah. My mother was revered by women. Mm. Any women woman that knew her when they came to speak, my mother stopped somebody from having committing suicide and she didn't even know it. Mm. But the, the young lady came and spoke at her funeral. And did wow. my mother had no idea that this woman was going through this. Like it, she just watched my mother, like how she moved, and she loved her for it. And you know, basically what happened was she found out. The, the young woman found out she had breast cancer and she was just like, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't handle this. 
And then my mother spoke at church and the woman didn't know my mother had stage four breast cancer and had survived for all these years from it. And my mother's testimony saved her life. But she told like she always watched my mom. What, what's Miss Neat doing? What, how's she moving? How's she dressed? Oh, I like how she dressed. I like how yeah. she presents. She's so bold. And that's what I'm saying. Like, she, women revered her. So I'm not saying women revered me, but I do find it really easy to connect with women. Like, one of my best friends is, is you know, is a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but when I talk to men about having women as best friends, they find like that's such a foreign thing. Like, what the fuck means? Huh? And 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 she's attractive, so they really be like, they're really giving you this. Yeah, they like, like you full of shit. Come on, man! Like, there's no way. There's <laughs> right. no way. So maybe I got it from both my parents. Is my point is yeah. like we we can't just give it all to our pops, man. Well, like, I mean, I, I I you know I'm not going. I, I agree with you. I think that that my growing up with my mom and watching what she had been through i was that i was she called me her sensitive kid mm. i was the kid that would walk in see her crying on the floor and i would like embrace her and just like mom we're gonna be all right you're gonna be okay you know mm. it's good we're gonna we're gonna make it. and i think that I, i've taken that piece into my connection with women as well like when women are going through things i i'm sh- like my wife hates it but they she's like you're the one that they call and it's 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 leaked not over to you know it's not just my women friends it's leaked over to her sister and to you know her cousin and 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 like other women in her life will still kind of come to me because that's just a, a trait that i have right mm-hmm. um and so I, i'll agree with you my ability to connect with women is not all based on my father however the comma. lustful side <laughs> <laughs> however comma the fact I that I want to smash. That, it, it, what I'm saying is, there is a nature that I have and I've had, you know, growing up. Yeah, and, you know, I, it's wild because relate. everybody, most people can't remember me without my wife because I've been with my wife so long. But for those that do, they know, like I was, little, I was out there, and even the story of me and my wife—that's a, a crazy story. She never wants me to tell. It is what it is, but regardless of of that what i'm saying is it went a little bit against my nature to go about my relationship the way i go about my relationship it it, it goes against sometimes not i don't even say go against cuz cuz i believe in what i'm doing but my first my first thought my first like my innate movement how i you know if if I could live this life that I'm living right now as a faithful married man, and I could be for the streets very comfortably. You know, that's yeah, just yeah. me, and that's 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 my that's what I'm saying. And so it's like there was there there is there is a a, a regular battle to, to for me to get and keep me in the space that I'm in. You know, and Girl, and I just mouthful. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of what I was speaking on. It's like okay, so when you think about the cycles and the beauty of the beauty of uh, of cycles and the beauty of circles, is the the reason is so easy to do what you've already done is because cycles and wheels are cycles are heavy. Like not cycles, but you put heavy things on cycles. Mm-hmm. You know, you put planes on wheels. You put cars on wheels. Yeah. And it's architecturally it, it's, sound, and and it lowers, it, it lowers the friction. That's why big things move on cycles, right? And when you think about your life and the heaviness of what you go through every day, when things are difficult, you tend to repeat what you know. What, what you, you know, you it gets. It gets act, remember, I said DNA gets activated. Yeah, gets DNA activated. gets activated. And so, from my standpoint, for me to break the cycle. I've had to add friction. I'd have to go up hills. I've had to, you know, I'd have to fight certain battles that, you know, I think that, you know, I would rather at some point not fight, but I understand that in order for me to break what, to do what hasn't been done, I got to do what I haven't done before. Yeah. You know, and, and I just feel as if for, for men, uh, you know, for men in general, because we speak to men, um, 
the idea, if you're listening, that you cannot break a cycle or it's difficult to break a cycle, it 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 it, it is difficult. I want that. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that. <laughs> I want you to know that it is hard because when I was talking to my friend, we, we I come from where he comes from. We live two apartments, two or three apartments down from each other. You know, we move in the same way for a very long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and, and we had, when we talk about, when I was talking about living off the government, I, we lived, I lived off the government for a long time, a majority of my, my, my young adult life. So I know how to do it very well, you know, but it's, it's the, it's the choice that my, like, I'll give you an example. We lived on food stamps a, a good majority of my life, right? Mm-hmm. There came a time in my mom's life where she said, I'm not going back up to that office. Because, you know, when you're, when you're applying for food stamps, when you're applying for government assistance, they get all in your business. They want to know how much money you make. They want paycheck stuff. They want your bills. They want, mm. you know, whatever the case may be. And I think she applied. And sometimes they, when you apply, they deny you for the smallest reason. It could be you, you, you forgot to cross a T. You forgot to cross one of the boxes and they'll deny you. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one time she was denied and she was just like, fuck it. I'm not going back to that office. And that decision broke a cycle. It was a difficult decision because she had four children that need to eat, right? But what I'm saying is that decision, in my opinion, broke a cycle for for her, you know? And I'm not sure if it broke one for me, but I'm just saying it broke one for her definitely. Mm -hmm. And in knowing that, it's the same way I look at how I'm breaking my cycles in my life. It's like, eventually, one time you have to say, hey, Fuck! I I got to do something different, and so for for y'all to listen, I want to encourage y'all. If that that's you, if you're thinking about that, you know, it, it's hard, but it's different choices that will lead you out of that. Well, I'm so, uh, Warren. Did you have something you want to say? Uh, I just wanted to piggyback on something that you said. Something early, Mikael. Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of, almost broke me down. Uh, when you were talking about the DNA, you know. Yeah, I saw I, that. I was going. Majority of my life, my dad and my my dad and my brother would always say I reminded them of my mom with how I moved and interacted, and you know me being caring and you know stuff like that. And for my whole life, I just used to be like, well, I never had a, that relationship with my mom because by the time I was at that age of probably trying to understand life she had already passed so Mm -hmm. it was always uh, a void of me not understanding how I could be like somebody that I didn't have a relationship with so you saying that just kind of makes it makes it real Put something behind it. And, you know, this is like something that's been in my mind since eight. Like, so. Warren, I'm going to tell you something. It's fucking with me a little bit. Don't, it's not fucking with you. I want you to understand something, man. And And I tell this to anybody that I've done grief work with. The person that you're missing, and typically the grief work is from child to parent, right? You, if you're missing them, look in the mirror because you literally are a, a photocopy of that person. Love on yourself the way you want to love on them. Find a space to create a moment where it's just you and that person, and just and just embrace it. Talk to them. You know what I mean. You you could honestly just say to your mom, "Mom, I don't." I wish I remember more about you, but the other day I did this with Whitney and I thought, you know, my mom be proud of me for that. That's probably coming from her based on what you've told me about your pops. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Like she's there, bro. She in you. She is you. Um, and I don't, I don't get, I don't have a problem talking about the feminine side of being human. We come from a man and a woman. There's no way we don't have a feminine side. So when people say, "Oh, you act this way," okay, duh, motherfucker. <laughs> like <laughs> the fuck you thought, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it, it's it's an interesting perspective because I've had to I've had to do it myself because I lost my mom back in '09. So I definitely had to sit in the mirror and be like, "Hey, neat. <laughs> yeah, you know, I miss you." I wish you were here for this. I definitely need some guidance on what to do. And I pray whatever I decide is in line with what you, your values that you taught me. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking a moment and embracing yourself as you would your mom, because you are her. You did. So, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. Though. No, that's real. It's real. Mikael, you did something this week, and I, I think you should share with with, with, the, with the show about uh, the balloon release that you did with your kids. And oh, yeah. It, 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 it To me, it was probably the dopest thing I've seen on the internet in a while. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. I, I definitely didn't expect that effect. No, but... it, because I know you, because I yeah. know, you know, and, and I've known you for a while, and, you, and, you know, your mom didn't just pass, right? So the... the the seeing of how you honored her in that moment was just really dope to me. It moved me a little bit. I mean, I appreciate it, but I'm going to have to give props to my wife because um, she's the one that came up with the idea of doing it. Because for me, I used to just buy my mom a birthday card on her birthday, sign it, and just and put it away. You know what I mean? Like put it down, let it sit on my desk, open or whatever. And then over time I would close it and I put it all in this shoebox. So it was just a personal thing. And early on um, in our family, when the kids were born, you know, obviously after as she had passed, because they were born in um, 2000, uh, 2012, I couldn't say July 18th. But the point is um, they were born three years after she had passed. And she desperately wanted me to have grandkids before she passed. She actually put them in her wheel. Like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So, that's cool. Bruh, she actually bought them clothes before Whoa. they were born, before I even met Courtney. Don't you, you know? Those, do you know those clothes fit talk in the season they were available? Manifesting, man. That's the coats, wild. The, the coats fit in the wintertime. Whoa. How did, at the right age, how did she know? Okay, I'm getting off topic. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's Mama crazy. Always it, knows, bro. It's freaking me out while I'm talking yeah. about it. Um, but Courtney said, you know, so she bought a birthday cake because kids love birthday cake and they love birthdays. So that she had a she took the picture I had of her, and um, so we had initially we started with singing Happy Birthday, Grandma. You know, we miss you all this other stuff so that the kids could be connected to someone that they physically had never met and they understood where they came from. So over time, the kids started asking me questions about her. You know, how is this? What did grandma do for this? And da, 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 da. And they look at her picture and they say, hey, grandma, like they are building an altruistic relationship with someone they never met. Um, and then it, it graduated to the balloon release. So it, the one, the video you're talking about is not the first one, but you can see that the progression for the children yeah. and what they say definitely indicates that they are connected. Like I remember one day, um, Michaela cried. She was like, I really wish I had got a chance to meet grandma. And I, I think I would have loved to have hung out with her. Cause she loves to hang out with, you know, Courtney's mom. So, yeah. you know, that kind of energy, is while it may feel sad is actually quite healthy and it creates a connection a human connection to someone and it shows that your child can connect even though they don't have to physically be in the presence of them so i was i'm proud of them but thank you for asking me but i just it's something we do and and um 
Courtney shares it. She shares everything, though. Yeah, but I, no, I, lo- <laughs> but I loved it, man. When I tell you it, 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 it did something. It did something for me, and and you know my children. They they met their great grandma probably two years into being you know alive, mm-hmm. and she you know she passed, but they remember her, and yeah. it's wild because I get calls every year. For some reason, I just think it's just the spirit of. of 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 the who they call grandma mama. Yeah. Uh it's the it's a spirit. We her teachers would be like, Brielle just was inconsolable today. She misses her great grandma. And she, she she's like they who is grandma mama? I was just like mm-hmm. that's a great grandma. Right. And it's like that's 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 that's, that's how grandma mama. <laughs> yeah grandma mama right that's how they differentiate <laughs> <laughs> uh, her from their grandma, so okay. added a mama to the to right. kids, man. It, it, it makes sense. The idea of great grandma versus yeah. grandma mama is like, right. okay, which one actually makes more sense? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I mean, they they had they go into these phases sometimes where you can just tell that they're that they're connected to them, and it, it brought me to, and this is this is so childish of me, but it's the it's real. You know, my favorite one of my favorite movie is Lion King. Like it's one of my favorite mm. movies, right? And and the reason I love it so much is it's the uh, it's the ancestral attachment that that you that, that you see through mm-hmm. the first movie and even the second movie. I know because a lot of people like Lion King one. I'm actually a fan of Lion King two just as much as I am Lion King one, but uh and the reason I say that is because for me, it's all about the the, the way that they set the table. The lineage, you know, yeah. Lion King one is all about the circle of life, right? And you see, classic track. You hmm. see the whole circle. You know, that's the that's the cycle. You see, you see the whole circle of life in Lion King one. Lion King two is all about um, it's all about the the connection you have to the ancestors. They even started the song, like like I said, the way they set the table. Lion King 2's intro song is is uh he lives in you. You know, so the Lion King one is the circle of life, and you know what you we all know what happened in that movie. And then Lion King 2 is about the validation from the ancestors, making it clear to mm-hmm. you like he lives in you, you know, he he watches over everything that you do. You know, speaking of you know Mufasa to his son, and it's like Mufasa, Mufasa. And, and if you haven't heard that intro song, even if you haven't watched Lion King 2, you have to listen to the intro song to Lion King 2 because it's so powerful, it's so real, and it speaks to the ancestral connection that you have with um with, with their ancestors, the real deep connection that you have with your ancestors. And I think that that's that's the reality, the idea that just because someone's gone, that they're that they're not still inside yeah. of you, they're not still here within you, and even the the idea of the eternal life, Michael, that, that, that was some deep shit. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, the idea that somebody from thousands of years ago's life mm-hmm. is, in, is, is a part of your life and a part of your, uh, your story is, is, is so deep and so real. And I, I think that, you know. I, I'm going to say this. this. That's why I think, I don't think people really appreciate DNA. Because they associate it with either criminal justice or yeah, yeah. who's the daddy, fingerprints, model, you know, right? <laughs> OJ, <laughs> yeah. You know, the the real thing about DNA is what you just said. Yeah, like we can. What this is what's amazing about current modern man is that we have the capability and historical data to track back almost what is it a uh, two thousand years. Or at least, uh, at, at least, least, at least, at least yeah. close to a thousand years back, you know where your ancestors came from based on how it's documented. You could find the story of your people for us that have come from the continent of Africa. You could track back to the story of your people to understand what they went through. Like when they say they have a, we have a warrior inside of us. That's not just hype. No, it's not bullshit. We, we had farmers inside of us. That's not just hype. Like all that stuff can get activated, and that that's what that's what I love about. It. I don't know if you guys watch this show. There's a show that comes on, I think PBS, 
where they like track through like they, they bring famous people on. Oh, uh, Henry, Henry, Henry Louis Gates. Yeah, Henry Henry Louis Gates. And yeah. he goes and he's, you know, he's a historian and he goes through and goes through your history and your lineage. I, just a couple, just to name a few that I've seen. He did the one with Nas where, yeah. you know, he, he, he showed Nas the plantation, all the people that, he, he, you know, his people came from and Nas went and bought it and he yeah. like still owns it. Um, and then he, I think with uh, Issa, I think she, she actually, you know, once again, when you talk about the warriors, she was like, the, some of her ancestors fought in the Haitian revolution, and, you know, right. in, in like the American revolution, that type of stuff It's really, right. really deep, deep, cool stuff. And I, you know, hopefully <laughs> in, in the future, somebody can say something cool about uh, <laughs> great granddaddy Sam. I know. Hey, have, like, you, have you seen the Michael Shea skit to that? You said what? The Michael Chase skit to that? No, I haven't. Michael oh, Chase. Man, shit is <laughs> you got you got to look at it. You gotta, gotta, I'm still grinning on my my answers to my you know Mikhail had a dope podcast. I know, right? Day, like, changed, you're, you're, you're changed the attitude great. on therapy. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Man. That's the beauty of it, man. It's like what everything we do is living. We leave. We're living. Leaving a legacy, right? All right. We're, we're leaving something that um that people. Well, I mean, so let me just say this, that, and this is kind of a, you know, a spin back towards the therapy component. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, part of our psyche is identity. You know, people always say, well, what do you want to do for a living? Who are you? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I feel like part of the reason people struggle with answering that question is because they haven't done any research on who they are. Mm. Because we are genetic copies of our predecessors, uh, you know, of our ancestors. So yeah. who are you? You know, well, I like for me, I know that half of me was part of the bourgeoisie of the of the 1900s for black people. You know, the first school superintendents, the dentist, first black dentist, first that 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 type of first. Yeah. Right. That's my ancestry. But the other side of me is they ran moonshine. They were great farmers, um, staples in society. Like, who am I? I could tell you who I am based on the fact that I know my lineage. Like, we, I already know the lineage all the way back to West Africa. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that type of information, while it may not be useful in a meeting at, at Wells Fargo Bank, is definitely useful when you matriculate through school you know, and you're being tested on, you know, your, your character and all this other stuff. You need to have a, a, a strong identity. Otherwise, you'll be manipulated into being whatever people want you to be. And that's what I feel like is happening in our community because we are disconnected. We've been manipulated to believe that we have to be hella aggressive, that we're, we've been made to believe that our women uh, don't need a man, but in actuality, don't even know how to be with a man to be frank with you because they felt the need to be one so yeah. when they find one they don't know how to be with one and then that causes the breakup because there is a disconnect and and men i'm not taking it off of us we don't know how to embrace the woman that we have like we're, we're sitting up here and, and you well know i mean because we sit up here projecting we're projecting a european standard on our women we've been manipulated to believe that's what our women are supposed to be like this European standard. We got to no, cut that shit out. That's that's wild because it's like it's you it's kind of like you fall into a different cycle by not knowing who you are. Absolutely. You'll fall into whatever cycle the, the people that are in power want you to be. And that you know, take that for what it's worth. And I've been through it. I I've been what people thought we were. Yeah. For my Dragon Ball okay. Z fans out there, I'm going to jump out the gym with this <laughs> Go ahead, comparison. Jump out uh, the gym. Vegeta was always my favorite character um, because he always talked about Saiyan pride. You know, Goku, main character, didn't grow up around other Saiyans. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he kind of was indoctrinated by Earth standards. But Vegeta always knew who he was. He knew his lineage. He knew where he came from. That's so right. even though him and Goku's ideology was different, I appreciated Vegeta because he stayed who he was. 
because he's true. like, this is true, where true. I come from. These are the people that raised me. Mm-hmm. And these are the values that I stand on. And I'm not backing down from anybody because I know who I am. Like when he when he finally becomes, uh, <laughs> you know, Super Saiyan, like Super you can Saiyan, tell, yeah. like that's not just pride for him. That's pride for his people overall. Yeah. Like, one of us. I mean, got and, he, and, and even because, you know, Goku became Super Saiyan first. Right. So we yeah. Get we get in our, in our anime. Back. Goku became Super Saiyan first. But what was wild was even though they were adversarial at the time, you could tell the level of respect for who Goku was jumped when he saw that Goku became Super you know, Saiyan. Super yeah, Saiyan. Like, yeah, even we, the, we he, there. He, like he, the le- he, the legend is true. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's 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 the evidence of innate ability versus environment. Yeah, some yeah. of us, you know, some of us can rise to the top because it's in us. The others rise to the top later because it was shaped. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need to understand what our oppressors understand. Genetics first, environment second. Yeah. No, so, we're, we, you know what I'm saying? Because we're, we're born into it first, but now we create the environment to shape the person to be who we want them to be. And versus if you know who you are, you can't be shaped. You know, I always say I wish the first, you know, 10 years of our children's lives, they were segregated. I I would prefer them to be in a school like the MOTEP school over there off of uh, West Side, off 285. I can't think of the street, but they go from K through, um, I think K through eight, Mm -hmm. which those are very impressionable years. Um, And if you're not being in quote unquote indoctrinated and in this instance of who you come who you are and where you come from once you get into the space where you're not necessarily safe you could be manipulated you know you could be led astray but if you are grounded in who you are you they can't they can't mess with you you can't move you at all you can't move you at all the needle will not move and and so that's why you know and, and and this is a conversation that you know we talked about. I'm gonna bring yeah. somebody on the show to have this conversation. Okay. Especially because, you know, I do I do believe that in our formative years, it's it makes a difference who teaches you about who you are. Mm-hmm. It makes a di- it makes a difference to be especially as black people to be taught by black people to to understand what black people are capable of. You know, it's, it's wild because I was having this conversation with one of my friends from up north. And she was just like, you know, she didn't realize that when people talk about black people, they're not talking about black people from up north. Because, mm-hmm. and this is this was her, t- her this was her take. She's like, because she had never, like when she came down here, and I think Dion talks about it as well, Dion Sanders. He was like, he came to, he, he can't, he, she came to Atlanta and it was her first time seeing a black person riding in the bins. Mm-hmm. It's our first time seeing black doctors, black, you know, black, black uh, engineers, black, you know, elite. whatever, yeah. yeah, black elite, and seeing that black people can do certain things. And she was just like, it does something to your self esteem when you see right. people like you doing things that are aspirational, and people like you who are teaching their own. Yeah, you know, because there's still there's a lot more of that going on in the in the south. Than anywhere else because you're, you're talking about you know up north they it's it's, it's a long time before they see right. you know black teachers i mean I, I think that's one of the things that i'm really proud of as a dad that um courtney and i've been able to do is we made sure that we i put my children in the presence of black engineers black architects black pilots like i've literally gone to programs uh, like the the most recent was we did the um, the builder the black developer, and they did this program where they introduced themselves to the community, but it was for kids to teach kids the building process, you know, all the way down to the uh, the um, what you call it the civil engineer, talking about how to drain, how to you know grade property so that you don't flood the streets and that you know like the whole process, mm-hmm. approval and all. And one will say, well, what's the value in a child knowing that? Well, 
tell me what's not valuable about a child knowing that one, this is how a house is made, but two, that you can play a part in that process because you see somebody that looks like you, that mm -hmm. talks to you, respects you, that looks like your parents. Um, the Black Pilot Program over at Fulton Industrial uh, uh, Airport, there's two Black Pilot schools over there. And I say two Black Pilot, but it's Black-owned pilot schools is what I meant to yeah. say. Um, but it was produced, the program for children introduced the children to aviation careers. You know, like putting them in front of the people that are actually doing the work helps give kids confidence, gives them also a conversation. In every instance, our children talk about what it would be like to be that in a career. So go ahead. I want to add on to that because uh, Tut um, developed a program and I helped assist called um, A Hero in Me program mm -hmm. uh, many years ago. And we would bring in different pro professionals to speak to the kids. But before we would speak to the kids, we would have we would ask them, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and we when we did it in, you know, mainly black or Latino neighborhoods, it was athletics, entertainment. Mm. You may get a random, oh, I want to be a firefighter or mm -hmm. I want to be a cop. But when you do it in the suburban neighborhoods, I remember kids raising their hand. I want to be a video game designer. I, I mm. want to be a pilot. I want to be um, a graphic engineer. Mm. I, I want to be careers to whereas I know when we was going to the hood, they weren't even exposed to. They don't even know and, it exists. Yeah, they don't even know it exists. Didn't even know it exists. And it it just I remember me and Ted would look at each other and be like, damn man, like we we gotta find a way to expose these kids to different lanes, different avenues to whereas, you know, if you think, you know, we hit old Biggie line, uh what a hey, selling crack rocks or you got a wicked jump shot. Like that shit was real life. And when you go on to five different libraries within a a two-week time frame and you seeing the same kids say the same thing over and over again like damn so when you say bringing those kids to those events from a person that has been in the same neighborhoods but different different avenues of that neighborhood it really does rain like heavy to me because kids need to see that shit not yeah. even kids uh, uh adults because i look at you know when we were younger, you see someone on TV. I was gonna say like, adults. Nah, that, like, like that that shit ain't real. Uh, like when people used to talk about the Cosby Show, you know, they used to say that was fake. That there couldn't be a black lawyer and a black doctor married to each other being successful, and that was actually happening in the world. Yeah, and I, I look yeah. at social media today as the new TV, to whereas kids in the hood may think. Oh man, that's just social media. That shit ain't, you know, it's it's there, but it ain't for us. But they not being exposed to different things. Cause I mean, seeing it in your in your hand versus actually meeting and intro being introduced to somebody that does that changes your your viewpoint at any age. I mean, so I must say this. They what we're saying is great. Um, but I don't want it to to be something that what I'm what I'm trying to say is I don't want us to forget for us to have these moments of enlightenment or epiphany, you know, and we're talking about hood environments. We're talking about, you know, are these do these kids feel safe? You know, to think outside the box, you got to be in a space where you're sitting on top of the box. The box has the child's physiological needs been met. That's right. right. Yeah, you know, do they have something to eat? Do they have? Do, has their uh, 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 safety needs been met? Because what we're talking about, and, and if we're talking about like Maslow's hi, uh, hierarchy needs, right? Physiological safety, and the area that we need to get the kids to is love and belonging. Yep. That's where they develop connections. If they can't master the first two levels, love and connection matters not. So they see my man up there at the trap house getting money. So physiological and safety needs said, hey, I need to holler at him. 
because yeah. he's gonna help yeah. me provide those things and that's why our kids get locked into jump shots and 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 tracks you know beats because that's stuff that they see often that provides those first two levels because of my strategy with my family we've been able to get our kids to love and belonging that's why they do have a connection with my mother even though they never met her because they have physiological needs and safety needs of being met on a constant basis i even talk to them about about the knee yeah about those things yeah so we have to understand that while we are saying hey expose your kids to this first things first can you stabilize them mm. and and that's the real and you just mentioned a way to potentially break a cycle <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just to bring the conversation full, <laughs> fully back around. Yeah. The reality is, you you introduced a way to break a cycle, and that it. I loved where this conversation went. To be honest with you, I love where it started, and I love where it ended because where it ended is, I agree with you. I think that my friend probably, and I know I'm not saying I think I know because I know him, and I know what he's been through since we've you know, haven't, you know, spoken. And I know that some of his needs were not met, you know, and I, and, and in listening to you say that, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like some of his needs were not met. And so he could not see past the fact that, oh, well, I need to do this so that I can live mm-hmm. so that I can pay my bills. And that's, that's actually a part of the conversation when we talk is just like, yeah, I need to do this so I can pay my bills. And um, I was like, eh, I mean, you're, you have to meet those first needs before you can kind of get out and understand that there's a whole life yep. outside of a government check. There's a whole lot that you can accomplish in life if you if you know if you decide to be a, an active member of society. And right. um, and so you know I I think that to close you know I, I did talk about you know when we opened I talked a lot about my dad and a lot about the cycles that. I had to go against the grain in order to uh, in, in order to to be where I'm at and stay where I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. But I did want to, um, you know, just give a shout out to my grandfather, man. Just to, just a quick shout out, just to to say that he was that moral compass for me, and he what he instilled in me, I think, gave me the tools that I needed in order to continually break the cycles that I have had to break in my life. And, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, my, our kids and, you know, them wanting to be connected to the ancestors, I just cannot help but say, man, I, I, I have to, re- I have to remember what it was like to have my grandfather in, in my life. And I, I play that Lion King song when I miss him, to be honest with you. Mm. When I miss him, I play that Lion King song because it reminds me that he lives in me and he watches over everything that I do. And, you know, that's that's my final word. You guys have final thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say in regards to cycles, they're good cycles and they're bad cycles. But the number one thing you have to realize to break that Bad cycle is understand that you are a part of the cycle. What was in that person before you is in you. And you have to identify that. And you have to accept that. It may not be as bad or as good as the individual before you or next to you. But it's in you. And until you accept that it's in you, it's going to be very, very challenging to move forward. You can't run from who you are. You are. You were you who you were before you got here, <laughs> as as Hope <laughs> said. So, but it's on you to make that change and never feel as if something is too much to overcome. Because if you feel that way, as a man thinketh, a man doeth. That's Just real. Some real shit. And like Sam said earlier, like he had to step outside of the lane that was put in front of him to overcome that. And just mm-hmm. like he did it, you know, Mikhail has done in his life, I have in mine. Anybody out here listening to it, you can do the same. That's Please real. know that. It's going to be challenging. <laughs> but you have it within you to overcome that challenge. Never yes. forget that. 
Yes, sir. For more conversations like these, you guys, please, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook is You Good Bruh Podcast, Twitter, You Good Bruh Pod. And please go subscribe and share. Get the notifications on our show, YouTube. Please, please, please do that. Share the word. I am Sam Dupe and I am good. Hey, I'm Tim McHale and I am good. I'm Warren P and I'm good. Just like that. We out. We're gone. Drone.